eternal God, may the words of my mouth and meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, acceptable to you our Lord and our strength. In the scripture lessons that we read today, we had two instances in which people who are very deeply faithful to God were driven to fear. First story is of Prophet Elijah, who had a contest with the prophets of Baal. At the end, the prophets of Baal were defeated. And King Ahab and his wife Jezebel turned against Elijah, and Jezebel told to Elijah, 24 hours, within one day, what happened to the prophets of Baal will happen to you. It was a threat for 24 hours. Therefore, Elijah decided to flee Judah, and he fled through the countryside, and eventually he came to Mount Horeb. We have the story of his encounter with God. In the New Testament lesson, we have another story of fear. Peter wanted to go to Jesus walking on water. And can I come? And Jesus said, come. And he walked. But when there was a strong wind and perhaps a big wave, and he got afraid, afraid and was about to sink and says, Lord, save me. And God, Jesus had to put his hand out to save him. Fear is a very common emotion. But US President Franklin Roosevelt said in his inaugural address that we have nothing to fear but fear itself. He was speaking it in the context of the 1933 Great Depression and all the people were afraid of what will happen to them. Therefore, he was trying to give them confidence. But the statement, we have nothing to fear but fear itself, is a slightly overstatement. Because fear is a very important emotion in our lives. It is natural, it is important, and it is intended to be for the survival of us, for our survival. We teach the children to fear playing with fire. We teach the children to fear crossing the road without somebody with them. We teach the children to fear completely unknown strangers approach them and want to befriend with them. Fear them. Don't talk to them. Fear is a very important emotion. It's a life-saving emotion. And also, there's a spiritual understanding of fear. In Proverbs 9, Verse 10, we say, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In Acts chapter 10, it is said that Cornelius was a man who feared God and did what is right. And if you find some righteous person, we say, here is a God-fearing man or a woman. Many of the evil things that people would normally do, they do not know, do because of fear because it would be wrong to do it. It is good to fear things that are not appropriate to do. But there is also a negative side to fear. 
Fear can, can cause a paralysis, it can cause anxiety, it can make us act in irrational ways, and it can make us do things that we would never have normally done, but because we are afraid, we act in ways that are so, un, so un, unlike us. And then many people have the fear of death. And many people have the fear of the unknown. I think one of the biggest problems with the coronavirus is that we don't know exactly where it came from. We do not know exactly what its manifestations are. We do not know even whether we have it. Because we may have it unsymptomatic. And we do not know if we have it, whether we live or whether we will die. The unknown is one of the things that people fear. Therefore, even though fear cannot be avoided and even may be necessary, but it is possible to overcome fear. So this reflection, based on Psalm 46, is about overcoming fear. We cannot avoid fear, but we can overcome fear. In Psalm 27, an earlier psalm, the psalmist says, Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Here's a man who says, I have known God as my light and my salvation. He is my stronghold, therefore I will not be fearing anybody. But Psalm 46, which we use in part of our liturgy, says there are three ways in which we can deal with fear, overcome fear. There are three places where we can refuge, take refuge. The first one is something that is personal. Second one is something that is communal. And the third one is something that is historical. It's interesting, in this one psalm, three places of refuge the psalmist is talking about. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. What do you want fear? The psalmist is imagining the worst thing that can happen, a cataclysmic event. Though we will not fear, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tumbled with this tumult, he's imagining a situation in which there's an earthquake, earthquake, and the mountains in the, inside the sea tremble and causing a tsunami and the waters roar and foam. The worst kind of thing that can happen almost as if it was going to destroy the earth. Say, we will not fear. Though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, Though the mountains tremble with its tumult, we will not fear. Why? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. There can be a very personal understanding of God that we have gained through our daily experiences in our life that gives us so much confidence about God as one in whom we can take refuge. I remember when uh, my older grandson is chasing the little fellow, 
he grants here and there, and when he cannot do anything, he just comes and stands behind me. He's taking refuge. Now I am going to be between him and him. God is our refuge, one behind whom we hide in times of trouble, a strength and a very present help in trouble. There are people who have this very strong sense of the presence of God with them, that they are not afraid. I have a younger sister who had a very serious kidney illness, and she was said that she had only a few weeks to live. It was a shock to all of us. She lived in England, I met many times over to visit her. But she was totally calm. She wrote, she wrote emails to all her close friends and said, I have only three weeks to live. Please come and see me. So, and when we went to her, we were not comforting her. She was comforting us. And she told me, as a pastor, she told me, I have nothing to fear. I know what is happening where I am going. I was reminded of Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That's the verse that came to my mind when she talked about it. A few days later she died. But here is a person who had known God as a refuge, a strength and a very present help in trouble and therefore was not afraid, not even afraid of death. But not all of us have such firm faith. Therefore the psalmist says some other place where we can find refuge. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, God the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her right early, it's in the morning dawn. He says, I belong to a community, a family, a place, a church, a community in which God resides. It talks about the people of Israel as a stream that flows through a city of God. And God is right in the midst of it. And God will help her. Therefore, there are people who say, Today I live not because of my strength, but because of my family, because of my church, because of my faith, because of my community that stood by me. Therefore, there is a second place where people find refuge in times of trouble or when they are afraid. That is the community to which they belong. How much people lose out because they are not part of an intimate community. Community is a shield. A church is a place where we are accepted in spite of who we are. Church is a place where we can find comfort, where we can find strength. What we cannot have as a personal level, it is possible to have in the community. God is in the midst of her. She will help, he will help her right early. There's a river of stream that falls through the city of God, the people of God. That is the second place where people get strength in times of trouble. But the psalmist is extremely interesting because he goes on. It's not only God is my refuge and strength, it's not only that I am part of a community, but he says, come behold the works of the Lord. 
how he has brought desolation in the earth. He makes woes to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters a sphere and burns their chariots with fire. Israelite people are always conscious of history. They may not see strength by looking at their own life, maybe not even by looking at the life of the community, but look at history. Who's in charge of history? Who's in charge of everything that happens in the world? Look, Israelite people were colonized by the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Romans, many people, many nations. In our own time, we had a Spanish empire, the Portuguese empire, the British empire where the sun never set. Where are they? All the empires, when they are in power, they thought they will continue. They will prevail. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes woes to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters a sphere, and he burns their tanks with fire. Their airplanes, their tanks, their rockets, none of them finally prevail. All those nations, when they thought they will never fail and they can rule the world, came to an end. Therefore, the advice the psalmist says is this, be still and know that I am God. Just wait. If you look at history, if you look back at your life, you know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the earth. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the world. Therefore, the psalmist concludes by saying, the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob. When you say God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's about the history. The God of history is with us. God who saw us through all the nations is with us. So if we are not strong in our conviction that God is our refuge, our strength, and our present help in trouble, we have a community that can uphold us in our times of fear. Otherwise, just look at what God has done in the world. Nations do not prevail, but God does. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Amen.